the podcast for St. Paul's Lutheran Church and School in Kankakee, Illinois. This sermon was called Facing Our Security and was preached on December 2nd, 2018. It was based on Jeremiah chapter 33, verses 14 through 16. It was preached by Pastor Mike Hamill. On Friday, I saw a friend of mine who lives in Alaska post about the earthquake. He said he was in his car at the time, and it felt like people were on his bumpers jumping up and down. The car was shaking so violently, but he was okay. And then a little while later, another friend of mine posted, she was in her house, and there were pictures on the wall that fell down. A few breakable things in her home were lost, but overall, they were okay too. The house was fine. It's about this time that I began thinking, wow, I have a lot of friends in Alaska. (laughs) And also... uh, Although this had to have been scary, I'm glad that the earthquake wasn't more severe. But just about that time, another friend of mine posted pictures from her daughter, who was also in Alaska, and this time they were the pictures that maybe you have seen of the roads and the highways that were just torn apart, cracks and crevices, sinkholes, so that the roads were completely undrivable. And it's then that I realized, wow, you know, the power of these earthquakes, that it really didn't matter whether something was breakable or made out of asphalt and concrete. When the power of nature struck, everything was broken. And it reminded me that a couple of weeks ago I preached about how we sort of see the world coming unglued. And Jesus talked about how all of this was just part of what was going to happen before he would come back. See, all of those things that we think that are secure in our world, that they are permanent, that they are fixed, all of those things seem to come undone. And it's not just in the natural world. We, we have our own personal fault lines, don't we? We have our own insecurities, places of weakness, our anxieties, our stress, you name it. See, we're all different, but we all have our buttons. And sometimes people push those buttons. Maybe they push one too many. Maybe they get them in the right order and They get a reaction from us. Maybe you react in anger. Maybe the things they do cause you to fall prey to fear. Or maybe even sadness and depression. See, we like to think that we too are prepared for any danger that can come our way. We're prepared to be shaken And yet we find out very quickly quickly, that we are not as strong as we think we are. We are a weak, fragile people. And when those earthquakes of life come, we very quickly see our own insecurities. 
Well, the prophet Jeremiah could very much sympathize with us. He was somebody who knew his own frailties and weaknesses, and he lived in a time of great uncertainty and insecurity. In about the year 625 B.C., give or take a year or so, God called Jeremiah to be his prophet, to be his spokesman, to bring his word to the people of Judah. And that wasn't exactly an easy assignment. See, at this time in their history, the people of Judah, God's people, they weren't exactly receptive to God's word. See, at this point in time, they had rejected God and they were worshiping foreign gods. They were worshiping other idols. Jeremiah had his work cut out for him. And the message that Jeremiah had to bring to the people of Judah was this. God is sending invaders from the north. They're going to come. They're going to destroy the whole land and bring devastation. It's not exactly a message that people are looking to hear, right? Especially not a people that were already tuned out from hearing God's word. But nevertheless, that was the message that Jeremiah was called to bring to these people. And there were consequences for Jeremiah as he brought that message. At least two times, the people tried to kill Jeremiah, to shut him up, to stop him from speaking this doom and gloom. And Jeremiah cried out to God, out of helplessness. What more could he do? When he spoke God's word, the people mocked him. But if he remained silent, his bones ached. They grew weary because he knew that that message from God needed to be declared to the people of God. See, the threats that Jeremiah was speaking, were not empty threats. These were not idle words. The Babylonian armies were coming. They were coming down from the north. They were starting to surround the land. Soon, Judah and Jerusalem would be destroyed. The temple of Jerusalem, all of the buildings, they would be leveled. They would be no more. Soon, the people of Judah would be carried off into exile, forcibly removed from their homes, removed from their families. Soon, everything the people had thought was secure, was guaranteed, it would all be taken away. There would be nothing left. And Jeremiah was proclaiming the message that all of this was because of the people's unfaithfulness. Because they had abandoned God, he was now judging them. And yet that wasn't the only message that Jeremiah was bringing to the people. Jeremiah also spoke a different kind of message. He said, in those days, a righteous branch will spring forth from David's line, and he will lead his people in justice and righteousness. In those days, Judah 
will be saved and Jerusalem will live in safety. See, in a time when hope was all but gone, in a time when the people were only seeing destruction and devastation, God spoke another word, a different kind of word, a word of healing, a refreshing word, a restoring word. And just like the word of judgment, this was no empty word. This is what God was going to do. And this word wasn't merely a word. It was about the word who would become flesh. This was about what God was going to do. Because yes, the Babylonian armies were coming. They were bloodthirsty. Destruction would come. Warfare would come. Devastation would come. Enslavement would come. But God was promising after that, after that, there will be a time, a time of hope, a time when the people of God would dwell in safety, a time when they would fully experience the blessings of God. And God wanted the people to know that this time would come not not because of anything the people were going to do. They wouldn't make this possible. Rather, this was what God was doing. God was the one who was promising to give them this hope and this future. Because this righteous branch that would come from David's line would be none other than Jesus, the Son of God, the true Son of David. And he would rule his people with justice and righteousness like no king had ever ruled before. See, even though Jeremiah looked around and couldn't see for himself much reason for hope as he's proclaiming a message of judgment and destruction, nevertheless, God gave him a reason for hope. God gave him a reason there would be Jesus, there would be this righteous branch. See, all around him, it looked like Israel was devastated, like a tree that had been cut down to the stump. And yet God said, from that stump, a righteous branch would sprout. For the people of God, there was still hope. Life would come forth, and God would make it happen. There was still that promise of a Savior. And God would have us look to that same hope, to that same hope that was proclaimed by Jeremiah. When we look around and we find that there isn't a lot of security there's not a lot that we can count on. There's nothing that seems to be guaranteed. God says, look to Jesus. Look to Jesus, because in him we have this profound and permanent security that you will find nowhere else. See, in your baptism, God joined each of you to Jesus. And as he joins you to Jesus, you are guaranteed you have everything 
that Jesus has. You have the forgiveness of your sins. You have God's love and grace. You have eternal life. All of these gifts of God are yours because of what Jesus has done for you. And yet, we don't always think those promises seem so certain. It doesn't exactly look like this is something we can count on. As we look at the world around us and it seems to be falling apart, as we look at our friends, our families, even ourselves, and we see life slipping away, we might wonder, is that true? Is that promise that Jesus gives us really a promise that we can lay our lives upon? Martha, I think, was having those same doubts at the time of her brother Lazarus' death. She knew about the resurrection, but Lazarus had died. Maybe this was it. Maybe this was how it always ends. Maybe death is all there is. But Jesus assured her that death is not all that there is. He said, he is the resurrection. He is the life. And whoever has hope in him, whoever puts their trust in Jesus, even though they die, they will live on. They have that gift of eternal life. Jesus was assuring Martha and he assures us. It's true. We look around us and it seems like there's nothing we can count on Jesus even said, heaven and earth will pass away. Don't be surprised. Don't fear. Because my words will never pass away. So where is it that you look when you are faced with the insecurities and the instabilities of life? Where is it that you turn when the earth shakes, when your life shakes and things fall apart? Where do you look for your hope, your guarantee, your security? Is it money? Is it power? Is it beauty? Maybe it's intellectual prowess. Maybe it's some other thing. But if it's something of this world, if that thing that you turn to for hope and security is not Jesus Christ, then really you're no different than the people that Jeremiah was proclaiming that message to. They were worshiping false idols. And sometimes so do we. But when you think about it, it makes no sense to bow down to these false gods because they can't follow through on those promises that they're making. They are for us no guarantee. They offer us no security. So instead, let us face our security that we have in Jesus Christ. Let us listen with joy to the message 
of God. Let us listen to his word and rejoice. For the words that God speaks to us are certain and true, trustworthy, reliable, secure. And as we need to, let us confess our sins. Let us repent of them so that we can rejoice. Rejoice in that forgiveness that Jesus has given to us. See, as we face all of those disappointments in life, as we deal with our anxieties, fears, stresses, and doubts, let us leave them behind and let us face that security that we have, that eternally guaranteed security that we have in Jesus Christ alone. Let's hold on to him by faith, even as he holds on to us. In Jesus' name, amen. And now may the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Jesus Christ, who is our Lord and risen Savior. Thank you for listening to this week's sermon from St. Paul's Lutheran Church and School in Kankakee, Illinois. You can find this and other sermons by going to stpaulslutheran.net and clicking on the sermons button at the top of the page. Thank you for listening and God's blessings.